All the thoughts and ideas you hear on the show are just our opinions. We have no affiliation with any restaurant or business whatsoever. We're just two guys having a good time talking about food. Enjoy the show. All right, we are here with episode number seven of Taste of 219. My name is Larry, and I am here with Greg, as always. How are you doing? I'm good. Lucky episode number seven. Lucky. It's a lucky one. It is. <laughs> um, How has your week been? Week's been good. Uh, busy, busy ending our busy season at work, so it'll be nice to take a breath come Tuesday and enjoy the holiday season and put a successful fundraising season behind us. Um, most of the time, this is my downtime, like my mellow season at work. Um, not the case currently. We are super busy and, uh, it is what it is. (laughs) That's good. So I was thinking this week, we have two shows left in 2021. Correct. Upcoming. And I thought it would be a wonderful way to end the, the year if we went to your favorite restaurant and then my favorite restaurant and end 2021 on a high note. Okay. What do you think about that idea? My favorite restaurant isn't in the 219. Well, then you have to adjust and make it in the 219. Don't okay. be difficult. Uh, I do like this idea, actually. That's a lot of fun. I'd yeah. have to give it a little bit of thought, so I have a week or two. And but- then our first show of 2022 will be our lemon rice soup yes. episode. And um, how are we doing with that? How do you think? Um, I guess for a lack of a better word or term or phrase, however you want to spin that, um, I know we have a lot of soup to go, but I am a little... Lemon riced out at this point. I've had a lot. We have had a lot, but uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun to do. Um, I'm, we're still getting feedback and suggestions every day, literally that, every day. That's where I was going to go to. I have this list, you know, me and my lists. I have yeah. this list of you know different places to try, and I keep adding new ones and checking off the ones we've been to. And so, yeah, that should be a fun episode. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I have I have a lot that I aren't going to be in my top whatever we decide, but there's a couple. Oh, yeah. There's a couple for sure that I I know where they're going to be. And like I don't know if we're doing a three or a five or anything like just based on what we're we're doing, but uh, I'm hoping my top three or five we haven't been to yet because some of them I've been kind of disappointed by. Some you of them I've that. loved. You have that. Soup's one of those things. It's not the same every time you get it from. That's true. I feel like we could take one of these places and get lemon rice there every day, and every day it would taste different. Uh, I, I agree with that. Anyway. All right. So, episode seven. Episode seven. And where did we go this week? Well, first, we have to taste beer. That's how it goes. Okay. <laughs> so, what type of beer do you have? This uh, week? You always go first. All right. I have. Uh, Viking Artisan Ales, Fruit Punch Flavored Indiana Weiss Beer. It's a beautiful Hawaiian Punch red color, and I'm going to try it. All right. This one's okay. I mean, it's nothing. I don't get Fruit Punch out of it. Okay. I get definitely a sour. All right. That's good, though. 
So it probably ranks in the middle of, of their beers that I've tried so far. Cool. Nothing tops that uh, caramel apple one I had to start There's off. one in the fridge if you want it. No. Um, just like every other time, I always have a 450 North Brewing Company beer. We always do. We always have Viking and 450 just because it's close by and everything they make is great. And they have a ton of stuff we still haven't tried. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot of sipping to actually cover all those bases. Sipping, sipping, sipping. <laughs> nice. Uh, I have a slushy XL Wizard Blizzard. Uh, the can has a really kind of spun out looking wizard holding a, uh, like, what do you call the, an antler that you drink out of? Like the Viking type of thing. Mm, um, yeah. They're hold, it's holding one of those. Um filled with beer and then there's like a milkshake looking type of situation on it like usual and the list of flavors on the side is blueberry cream cheese blackberry vanilla soft serve ice cream graham cracker vanilla cream and lactose a lot of flavors there that were uh i'm gonna have to go through but uh let's give it a try oh i know it's really common for me to try a 450 beer for the first time and be like whoa it's the best i've ever had but like i it's usually true <laughs> it's always so good this is really insane you want to try this you're gonna love it i don't, I you're, don't. You're are nuts. you gonna get a 450 north brewing tattoo on you somewhere yeah on my throat yeah real big on my throat yes i am <laughs> so uh 450 north if you're if you're hearing this i'm going to get your logo tattooed really heavily uh <laughs> visible on my body because i love your beer so much <laughs> anyway that's enough of that where did we eat this week? This week, we went to Chesterton in Porter County, and we went to Ivy's Bohemia House. It's at 321 Broadway in Chesterton. And doing a little pre-episode research, um, they have been recognized for service excellent via the Rose Awards. And in 2015, they were the best newcomer. And in 2019, they were the casual dining restaurant of the year. They are closed Mondays and Tuesdays. They're open Wednesday and Thursday, 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday, 11 to 9, and Sundays, 1030 to 7. Very cool. Yeah. Well, how do you want to start it? Well, I think we need to go back to our pre- Sure. Pre-restaurant visit, we always try to go to a brewery in that area. Well, we did go to somewhere to have some beer prior to this meal. Technically, it's not really a brewery because they don't make any of their own beer. It's just a tap room that has a bunch of beer from... It's Indiana beer, but it's not Northwest Indiana beer, which is kind of neat because you can go to this place and try beer from different parts of the state that aren't always readily available to you. Correct. And that's their niche. They don't want to be like anyone around here. So they, they've created that niche for themselves. The one thing that they did make themselves was that spice sangria that I had. Sure. It was one of the best drinks that I think I've ever had. It was so good. Um, in fact... After after we left 
the tap room. We went over and did our show on Ivy's Bohemian House, and we decided to go back for another drink at the tap room before we sure. came home. We should also specify we are referring to 219 Tap Room. Yes. And Chesterton, which is literally just across the parking lot from uh, Ivy's. Right. And their address is 109 South 3rd Street in Chesterton. And their hours kind of match matches Ivy's. So you also could go there and do both if you are so inclined to. They're, they are also closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. They're open on Wednesdays and Thursdays from 4 to 8. Fridays, 4 to 9, Saturdays, 11 to 9, and Sundays, noon to 6. Very nice. Right. And they, besides craft beer, they also offer mixed drinks and wine. Very cool. Yeah. It's a place that uh, I would like to go back to and review as a restaurant, uh, as a whole. Um, sure, sure. I, I really enjoyed the whole vibe. I had a lot of fun. Every aspect of that was really cool. The staff was super nice, really right. pleasant. Um, every beer I tried was good, even though that has nothing to do with them. Uh, I The Bloody Mary that I got from there was awesome. Surprise, surprise, I had a Bloody Mary somewhere. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and... Um, I think one of the owners, Teresa was one of the owners, I believe. I got that impression. It sounded like it was a group of two or three couples that owned it. Sure. And uh, Teresa Spade paid very special attention to us and gave us a rundown. It was in the old Ben Franklin department store uh, in Chesterton. So if you're familiar with that area, you know where it's at. Correct. So moving on from there, like we said, we went to Ivy's Bohemia House. And what was your first impressions when we walked in? I walked in, and I just I catch the vibe of like this is an old house. Yes, it and was like it still feels like an old house. Yeah, and that aspect of it, I absolutely loved. Yeah, it was just like really homey, casual decor, but still like really like Art Deco based kind of stuff. Um. Just really neat. It was it was welcoming and warm, but still like strange. Like uh, I don't I don't know the word I want to use, but um, I guess strange is a, not a bad. It's not. I'm not saying strange in a negative context by any means. I think you the word you're looking for is eclectic. That is a thousand percent the word I'm looking yes. for. Yes, it's like nothing matches. It's. It, it it falls in with that bohemian aspect, you know. It's yeah, uncon- yeah, it really does unconventional. And the term gypsy comes to mind when you're talking about bohemians, and they travel from here to there, and everything here had a story to it. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. It did. Yeah, and it was like going to your to your old grandma's house. You sure. Know? Yeah. Like, if your old grandma was, like, I guess kind of like an unhinged hippie. Yeah. I, w- I caught that vibe. And that's not in any way negative, because I guess I'm I'm also kind of unhinged and nuts as well. So I really felt at home there. And we got seated upstairs, and the old wooden stairs creaked as we walked up. A and lot. And it was cool. Yeah. I like that. It was. It was very small. I think I counted six maybe eight tables upstairs where we were Mm -hmm. and there was a little less downstairs Mm -hmm. so you would probably want to make a reservation if you went there like on a friday or saturday night the other things that i noticed was there was this 
beautiful piano music playing in the background while we were playing. You felt like you were at a dinner club inside okay. of, inside of this like uh, interesting interesting older house. Sure, um, sure. It had a definite Eastern European flair. Mm-hmm. There were can- yeah, big time. There were these candles on the table, but every table had a different candle. And there were also flowers in these little baby vases. One, the one on our table looked like a little test tube almost. And then the yeah, one, yeah. the one behind us was a green, like milk glass. And they all had little fresh flowers in them. It was really, really nice. I agree with that fully. The only thing missing for me was a fortune teller. I felt like a fortune <laughs> a fortune teller should be in the back corner, and you could go up there and have your fortunes read. Because like it was a, the a lady those, with like the head wrap and the crystal ball. And yeah, all yeah, it was like they had that deep reds and the golds in the uh, furniture and the crushed velvet and all kinds of things like that. It, that's a, that's what came to my head. I'm really almost disappointed in myself that I couldn't think of the word eclectic because that is so dead on. Oh, that's it's okay. such I mean, a good word. For that, that happens sometimes. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying you really nailed that on the head. So we had our server, and her name was Billy. Yes, it was, and she was fantastic. She was so laid back. I loved it. So full of knowledge. Yes, you felt. You felt like you were, she was in your dinner party. Actually, that's what I thought. Every time I, call, I got that, yeah, for yeah. Sure. It's like every time we said something, she goes, "Oh, that's a good choice," and you'll enjoy that. Actually, she only said that's a good choice to you, never to me. I did notice that because she said it once, and I'm like, okay. And then she said it again. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start keeping track. Well, this reminds me of that episode where your mom came with us, and she was a little put off by the server always touching her and remember i said i don't think it was meant that way it was the position she was seated sure. in and you and were I right think, at the entryway she comes through right and i think it this reminded me of that she always had her hand on my back and it was always a good choice and sure and that but she was super nice she was sweet she was considerate everything it was one of the best service experiences I've ever had in my life. Yeah. She's she someone wonderful. that I would like to get to know and learn more about. It wouldn't even, like, I wouldn't even be uncomfortable, like, if we left there and she's like, hey, do you want to meet me and have a cup of coffee and just, like, talk about just random stuff? In most circumstances, if the server did that, I'd be like, what? No. <laughs> but if she did, I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I do. That yeah. would be cool. Yeah, she was very welcoming. She reminded me of maybe uh, Phoebe Buffet's mom from Friends. That's the kind of vibe that I had her, got of her. I'll take that. Yeah. So then, then um, after that, she did explain, um, I can't remember, did they have specials? They did, I, quite a few. I think they did. We went at a strange time. We went at 2.30, yes. and the... Dinner menu wasn't available yet. Yes. And the soup of the day wasn't ready yet. Both the things we wanted to order were still on this menu at the time, so it was totally okay. It was okay, but I'm just trying to explain. I can't remember if there were lunch specials or not. I believe there was. 
Uh, we probably should have known this, but that's neither here nor there, I guess. So we started off with drinks, and I have been enjoying my sangria from 219 Tap Room. And um, Bohemia House had their own house blend sangria. So we decided to get a carafe of that. We do. They make it all themselves there in house, along with literally every single thing on their menu, right? And which sh- is huge. And Billy pointed that out every step of the way. She said, that's homemade fresh. That's homemade fresh. That's homemade fresh. Everything, even all the sauces made in-house. Super impressive. Really, really cool. Right, it was. But that sangria was fantastic. The sangria was fantastic. And it wasn't clear or see-through. It was actually pretty opaque. And you could see a lot of fruit pulp in it, which um, I thought was neat. It was a beautiful purple color, um, it, and it was really priced appropriately. We got six drinks out of that. A carafe of sangria with six servings of sangria in it, I want to say, was it was eighteen dollars. Yes, that's I mean, that's what three dollars a glass. That is not yeah. bad by any means. The only the only little problem I had with the sangria was when I think of sangria. I think of lots of fruit, and I think we had a little lime and a little orange in the bottom of our glass. That I do, was it. I do think of that, but I also feel like that lots of fruit you're referring to was like blended up into the sangria itself. I think it was there; it just wasn't well, well, no, full I mean, chunks I, of fruit. Yeah, but I want garnishes, and I want well, sure. chunks of fruit to eat like an appetizer. Yeah, I mean, I I get that. I I have that mindset with sangria as yeah. well. But so uh, that, regardless of anything, it was. Some of like the fruitiest and most refreshing sangria I've had in a very long time, maybe ever. It was good. I was sangriaed out by the end of this day for sure. You sure were. So then we were talking about, um, you know, how I want the fruit as like an appetizer, and that moved us into our appetizers. And we decided to have one appetizer because the soup of the day was not ready. And we decided sure. on an appetizer, and I'm glad we only picked one this week. They had a few that I was really looking at and really thinking I wanted. Crab cakes. But, uh, yeah, rare. <laughs> I wanted crab cakes and a Bloody Mary. Like, that's who I am. Um, it's, uh, I was going to make a joke. I'm glad I didn't because it wasn't funny. Once <laughs> I, I painted it out in my head. Uh, we did have a uh, falafel and hummus plate. Which I originally thought was an odd choice at an Eastern European type restaurant. Yes and no. Um, and with what you're saying, I get it. But when you see the vibe and just aesthetic of that place, I'm thinking like falafel, this type of like artsy, almost hippy dippy kind of situation. Their falafel is probably fantastic. Yeah. And uh, it was, I've had a lot of falafel in my life, I'm a big fan of it. And I've never had falafel like this. It was much different than any falafel I've ever had. I've never seen falafels shaped like this. Usually were, you see them like crab cakes. They were just like perfectly that, spherical and smooth. I thought I thought they were hush puppies when I looked at right. them. Right. Yeah. Because they have like that crab cake shape and they have like a really bread crummy type of crust on them. Usually yeah. these were like really smooth and the outside was very, really crunchy. But when you got through it, the inside was just normal warm soft falafel right it was they were very different and they were great and this is one of those plates it was almost too pretty to touch it was very pretty it's uh it's on our socials if you've seen it yeah and on this plate 
this appetizer plate that I think I would be happy going there for lunch and just ordering this for yeah. myself. Because really, other a, than the falafel, it was just like a pretty standard blend of vegetables and... Well, let me tell you what was on that plate. Yeah, sure. If you have a list, that would be awesome. I do. Oh, you know me and my list. I do. Um, there were four falafel balls. There was a large piece of pita bread. There was homemade hummus. And I want to talk about hummus for a minute. When you buy hummus in the store, it always has like that tinny or manufactured taste. This hummus, you could tell, was homemade. It had a fresh chickpea flavor to sure. it. It was really good. Really good. And I'm not a big... I, it's not something that I would usually order. Ooh, I love hummus. And this hummus was wonderful. It was. It was. And it was um, served in those little um, aluminum condiment containers. You know, you get tartar sauce or cocktail sauce in. So we had one of those with uh, the hummus, and it was overflowing. And then the other one was full of that tzatziki sauce. Yes. And it was good, too. You could also tell it was fresh. Yeah. And it was great. It was good. And otherwise, it was just like a... Also on that plate was cucumbers. Yes. Cherry tomatoes, red onions, olives, shredded carrots, and pieces of feta cheese. And we talk about this in appetizers a lot, about why do they always give odd numbers. Everything here was in units of four, it seemed like. So yes. you got to have two, and I got to have Except two. olives. Well, except olives. I let you have all four. Yes, you did. <laughs> and there was a, there was some bell pepper on there. Yes, there um, was. There was also some leafy blend, which I believe was primarily arugula and something else, I think. Yeah, I think that was just kind of like a base. It wasn't, I don't think you were meant to eat it. I definitely put some on. <laughs> you some did stuff. make a sandwich out of it. It was a cute little Greek sandwich. I, and it was delicious. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> So, like I said, we didn't order salads or soups because that, that appetizer was plenty. And it was kind of a, a salad that you just had to do a little extra work on. It was like a deconstructed salad. Yes. It wasn't all mixed together. It was beautifully arranged on that plate. It was And the plate was like this amber glass square yeah. thing. It was really neat. Yeah. I also feel like the plates there are all going to be like a, a one-of-a-kind situation. Yeah, uh, I got that vibe which too. Which I think is very cool. Yeah. It gives it a lot of authenticity and like personal touch. It, it goes in with that bohemian mm-hmm. theme again. Yeah, I yes. do. I really like that. Yeah. And now we go into our entrees. And what crazy thing did you decide to have, Larry? Uh, I'm not going to say it's crazy per se is it would you typically consider it bohemian or eastern european well my knowledge of what's bohemian and eastern european isn't horribly extensive <laughs> by any means uh i got the uh the blue crab ravioli ravioli with uh the smoked mozzarella with uh, a sherry lobster cream sauce with shrimp on top so it's a bunch of different kinds of seafood and creamy stuff all at once yeah and it was Delicious. And it was in a beautiful bowl. It too. was plated gorgeously, which is also on all of our socials if you want to see it, if you haven't yet. Um, but everything about that, I would eat a thousand times over. Yeah. I had a really hard time deciding, actually. There were so many things on the menu I wanted. One of the things they say they're famous for is they're Cuban, and I love a Cuban. 
but I've already talked about the Cuban on this show, so I didn't want to overdo it. Right. So I got this instead. And I'm not thinking that's what I want to get at a place like this either. So Fair enough. So, yeah, you gave me a taste of it, and the ravioli was really good. I didn't get a crab taste, though. and But that's neither here nor there. Um, the ravioli was good. And you could tell they were homemade too. It was wasn't chewy or anything. It was nice and delicate, and mm-hmm. that sauce was good. And the shrimp that you let me try was really good. And um, it came with a, a hunk of like this toasted garlic bread. Oh, and I feel like if I didn't touch it, it would have floated off of my plate because it was so fluffy and light. Oh, right. You need to describe that when you say garlic bread, I always think of hard and crunchy. No, it, and it, this and was the, out, the outside of it was hard and crunchy, but the inside was like pillowy and yeah, fluffy. And it was not like any garlic bread I've ever had. And I know it's hard to explain a, a garlic bread because everyone has garlic bread in their head. Everyone knows what it is. Right. But this was not like any garlic bread I've ever had. I agree. I wanted some more of that, and that wasn't even on my plate. Yeah, once it was gone, I was like, oh, uh, man. I just decided to try one of their uh, famous uh, entrees, and it was was a Polish platter. And I'll talk about like the entree portion of it now, and then I'll talk about the sides that came on that platter in the next section. Um they make their Polish sausage homemade there. They make the sausage there. Yes. And it was so good. Yes, it was. It it was served with sauerkraut. Sure. Which, which I'll talk about that. I'll talk about that later on. Okay. And then um, the other part of the entree on that Polish platter was what they call glumpki. And I had never heard of that before. But it's stuffed cabbage. This stuffed cabbage, and and let me tell you, I like to make stuffed cabbage. You do, and when you do, uh, I get real excited about it. Yeah. And my cabbages, are, stuffed cabbages are large. This was double the size of mine. It was a good seven or eight inches. And like, I'm trying not to describe this in such like a... I guess abrasive way, but it was like the size of a toddler's head. Like it was huge. Yeah, but it was a rectangle. It was more of a rectangle than a circle that you well, usually get sure. a cabbage roll. Like it, it was a really substantial cabbage roll. Yes. And it was good. Uh, not what I'm used to. I mean, I'm used to mine in a tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. And this had more of like um, tomato sauce or slash paste or something on top of a cabbage roll. And it was it was good. I'm not going to say it's as good as my homemade cabbage Ooh. rolls. <laughs> it was more tomatoey than a sweet tomato sauce that I make. So I prefer my tomato sauces not to be terribly sweet, so I thought it was super good. Well, that's good. I mean, every that everyone has their own takes on stuff. Sure. And then we moved to the sides, and then I had, like, three sides on my plate. With that Polish sausage was sauerkraut, and the kraut was cooked so good, all that tartness and tanginess was cooked out of it. My only complaint is I wanted more sauerkraut. 
That's not a complaint. You just ran out. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted more sauerkraut to go with that delicious Polish sausage. Oh, that sausage, like, you gave me a chunk of this sausage. It wasn't smoked. It was fresh And I was Polish hoping sausage. at one point you were going to be like, I got to go to the bathroom. And like, oh, okay. And I would take all the sausage and be like, oh, yeah. I don't know what happened. It was really good. And then it was also served with three pierogies. And I'm pretty sure they were stuffed with potato and cheese. Yes. And they had, um, again, I'm going to talk about those condiment cups. They were cute little aluminum condiment cups. And one was filled with sour cream and one was filled with applesauce that you could serve on your pierogies. I wonder if the applesauce was made in-house. That's a good question. We didn't ask that. I mean... I wouldn't be remotely surprised if it was. Yeah, I've never had applesauce on pierogies. I've been served those on potato a, pancakes. It's a pretty common thing for stuff like that. I've just never done it. Yeah. It, the pierogies were okay. I mean... I th- thought they were great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were just okay. I mean... I don't know what else to say about it. You have a I pretty can't... strong pierogi opinion, though. Yeah, um... These almost seemed like they were a little bit pan fried, yeah. but they weren't, but they didn't have the butter and stuff on them. Um, and they weren't boiled. I, it was hard to tell how it was prepared. Sure. Because when they're pan fried, you usually get that butter or the onions or breadcrumbs or something on it. And these were like just browned a little bit. They were, they were good. Um, I was just a little confused on the preparation. Fair enough. And then the last side that I had on my plate was what they call hulushki, and that's cabbage and noodles with bacon in it. And it was good. It was good. This is another thing that I wanted more of. Um, I've always had my cabbage and noodles with the wider egg noodles. Sure, And these were the thin... Like almost the, like a Japanese pan it, noodle. It almost looked like bean sprouts, but it was you could tell it was noodles, but yeah. they looked they had the shape and yeah, stuff. It was that. really interesting take on it, and I enjoyed that dish very much. Sure. And what did you have any sides? I can't remember. Was um, it just the garlic bread? I just had the garlic bread and like it, I mean it, I just did get ravioli, but there was a lot of raviolis in there yeah and um there was like a add shrimp or whatever thing on the menu and i'm like oh screw it i'm gonna add the shrimp it's already got crab and lobster might as well add the other and how many raviolis would you say you had I, like eight eight like there were, it was a lot it took a long time to eat and how many shrimps probably six six like it so was it, was a, it was a pretty substantial amount of stuff a good size portion and mine was a very substantial too mm-hmm. and then from there we go to desserts and now, Woo, this was fun. You went to the bathroom as you usually do because you drink a lot, and I don't know. It's just a thing you do is go to the bathroom a lot when we're up. It's because I drink a lot. <laughs> and you came back with a picture on your phone. Well, right outside the bathroom is a little chalkboard of all the desserts. And I was like, oh, he's gonna be so stoked with this ridiculously long list of a thousand desserts i'm gonna take a picture and show it to him there were nine desserts listed on this board and the best part at the end it said (laughs) it said and more and the and more is 
all of their desserts are in a case downstairs by the register. Mm. So if you don't want to eat them there, you can pick your desserts and take them home. And that case of desserts, there's stuff in there that is so stunningly gorgeous. Yes. They have these macadamia nut cookies. They were the me. size of your head. They are huge. They are so huge. Like, they're legitimately like uh, like a nine-inch circle. Like, they're massive. Right. We didn't get them. I'm just letting no. y'all know that they are huge. No. And then they had um, um, mason jars of some of their sauces and things. And I'm not going to go into any details because I picked one up as a Christmas present for someone who's bound to be listening to our show so i'm not going to say what i got but that was kind of neat that you could buy well, their sauces and flavorings and that type of thing. just with all the context they're gonna know who it is and they're gonna know what it not is. necessarily oh uh it is necessarily okay so we we decided on dessert and you kinda i actually didn't decide on dessert um but i think i picked the pecan pie you did pick the pecan pie I couldn't decide on my dessert, so I told Billy, our server, I'm like, you know what? There's a couple things I want. Here are the options. Screw it. You pick. Bring me whatever whatever you think is best. And uh, she brought all of them. <laughs> and it was awesome because we ate everything. She did. And what did you end up getting? Uh, I was trying to decide between cheesecake and a pumpkin roll. I'm glad you picked the cheesecake. This I cheesecake. didn't. But someone did. In well, it was your two choices. Sure. And then she decided to bring you both. So, but the cheesecake was the best cheesecake I think I've ever had. It was the best cheesecake I've ever had. And I've Usu- had a lot of cheesecake yeah. in my life. Usually when you get it out, it's thick and dense and it's still good, but it's heavy. But it was so creamy and like and light. custardy and... And the graham cracker crust was substantial. Oh, yeah. It was a really, really thick, like, layer of graham cracker crust. But the cheesecake itself was so light and smooth, and I I just couldn't believe it. This almost tasted like it was baked like my mom makes cheesecake. You know, Did your mom make cheesecake? She does make cheesecake, and she bakes it in a bath of water, and it's light and airy like that. So it reminded me of my mom's cheesecake, and it was so good. The pecan pie, I wondered what the hell happened to it. It it lost its form, and it <laughs> spread out over the plate. Sure. And there was, there was no crust to it. There was a little triangle of crust, maybe about two inches wide. And I'm like, okay, this is just like pecan pie filling on a plate i was pretty okay with it though because it was super warm and gooey and delicious and i didn't mind how it looked i liked that it wasn't overly sweet because pecan pies can be overly it sweet it really wasn't they really nailed like the the sweetness level and the flavor of it it was perfect yeah I just it might so- have been a little ugly yeah it but was. it tasted so good that i didn't care that it was ugly <laughs> and then the last thing was a pumpkin roll. The pumpkin roll was good. Um, I've had a lot of pumpkin rolls in my life, and I do have a pretty strong opinion on what's a good pumpkin roll or not. And it, it fell in the middle of the road. It was fine. Uh, it, I would eat it again for sure. Yeah, the cake had a good pumpkin and spicy flavor mm-hmm. to it, and the cream cheese was good. It was just a little bit on the dry side for me. Yeah, it was a little too dense for me. Yeah, yeah. So all in all, it was nice to have desserts. 
and I love to see that case, and I wanted to bring some home, and you're like, you're not going to bring any, are you? And I'm like, no, I guess not. You could have brought home. I don't, <laughs> get, I don't care what you eat. You can eat whatever you want. You are a grown man and make any decision you want to make. <laughs> and then we want to go on and talk about the overall presentation of our meals, and I'll let you go first. And I loved I'll how every plate had that aesthetic and vibe that it was never going to look the same as it does at, like right now. Yeah. It was just really, it, everything felt super personal. It did. My plate was a, a large rectangle and it was ivory with like brown dots all over it. And you brought up the point that if someone next to us ordered the Polish platter, that they would probably get a totally different plate. Yeah. And I, and I, I like that. Yeah. I think I got that vibe from from the place as well cool and um my my notes on the presentations were that you know that like you mentioned that the app came out on the amber glass and square plate and it was full to the brim with goodness it was so pretty i love i love that appetizer and I would definitely go back and. And you that. weren't crazy about the idea of getting that no, appetizer. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. And uh, Billy was quite pleased that I. Um, what do you, What do you call that when you meet someone in the middle? Compromise. Uh, compromise. I compromised and let you get that for the appetizer. <laughs> she, she even made that statement. I couldn't think of the word eclectic, and you couldn't think of the word compromise. Right. <laughs> that and that sangria came in that beautiful hourglass shaped carafe yeah it was a beautiful plum color the carafe had water spots or fingerprints or some something turned me off about the top sure of that carafe but i will say working in a kitchen getting the water spots out of a carafe is not super super easy so i can't judge anyone on that because it absolutely sucks to do so I, I fully get it. And that ravioli in that large circle bowl was very pretty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the overall presentation, although it's not uniform, like if you went to a higher-end restaurant that you got steaks at or something like that, right. and everyone got the same beautiful plates and silverware, although it wasn't like that, it was refreshing and nice. And something that I didn't mention in the setting, when I look at all that stuff that's collected and on the walls and the shelves of the place, when I sit down like that, and I've talked about this about another restaurant, when I sit down, I automatically wonder, is this ever cleaned? And we looked. You and I both looked, and I pointed out that furniture that was painted black, there was no dust on there. You I could know what tell. you're getting at. I'm going to ask you about it on the break because I know what you're referring to, I think. The other restaurant, I mean. Well, I'm not going to sh- uh, shout them out for That's it. That's why I said we're going to do it on the break. Yeah. But, yeah, everything here, You when you think of Bohemian, you don't think of clean or that. You think of collections of stuff and, you know, they're sitting on shelves for a while. But here, it was beautiful and it was clean. I it, tried to look for someplace it that had that been that vibe of collections of stuff sitting around. 
And you looked at it and you expect it to be dusty, but it's just not. It wasn't. I tried. I tried to look for something that was like clean and I did not find it. So yeah, that was refreshing. So overall, I loved the experience. I really did. Absolutely. So and speaking of actually of that, we are at the point now where we're going to score. Um, do you want to take a few minutes, regroup, and then uh, come back and score like we normally do? Absolutely. All right. That sounds good. All right. We are back. So let's get into uh, scoring this place. Yeah. We, uh, can we do that in a second? I want to get into a couple notes that I had that I get in, get in on the first section. Sure, whatever you want to do. I gave two plus marks for everything, and I mean everything being cooked from scratch. Even those desserts, they said that she makes those from scratch. And then I gave another plus mark for that cute little dessert case by the checkout counter that had all the desserts in there that you can purchase on your way out. Cool. And now we can go on to the scoring. All right. Our first one, and we'll let you go first this week, it's the ambiance, the setting, and mood. For the type of place it is and the way, like, even with their name and the way they brand themselves and everything, they nailed it so hard, and I'm absolutely giving them a 5 out of 5 in that regard. Yeah, and I looked up the the definitions of bohemian and uh when i looked that up bohemian socially unconventional especially one that's involved in the arts a french translation of bohemian is gypsy i got all of that from being in that upstairs room you know sure and and thrown into all that mix there was a picture of fonzie Oh my God! Yeah, we were sitting there, and I look, I look, and I go, I look, point behind you. I'm like, "Hey, Fonzie." Yeah, and we wanted to say, "Oh my God, Fonzie." We we could have said, "What's the story behind that?" With every piece that was in there, and a lot of it, it did kind of tie together with their whole aesthetic and everything. But the Fonzie being there was so strange to me, and I completely forgot about it, and that is so sick. I love it. Shout out Fonzie, man. Yeah, and for me, the (laughs) only thing that was missing, and I said this before, was like a fortune teller or a tarot card reader or something. You know, that wouldn't be. So my score for ambiance, setting, and mood for Ivy's Bohemia House is a five as well. Very cool. Yeah. So then we go... From that scoring category to the value. All things considered, like when you think about how everything is homemade from scratch, there's so much love and passion in that food. And the price, the prices of their menu are like so reasonable. Like I couldn't believe where everything was price wise because of the fact that it's all homemade like that's kind of nuts i feel like they can get away with charging quite a bit more for that stuff if they wanted to and it wouldn't like no one would like blink an eye at that yeah this is our seventh episode and i would say that this is way at the bottom of the the amount the bill was yes and so the score for value for me is also a five i appreciated 
and I could taste that everything was homemade. Yes. Yes. You can you can taste a lot of heart in this place. Yeah, exactly. Then we go to service. Five. She was great. Everything about her was great. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to agree with you, and I'm also giving them a five on service. It was excellent. Dude, straight fives from both of us for anywhere has never happened. Right. Uh, it felt like someone I'd like to go out and hang out with and learn more about. And, you know, she kind of told us that, that she's been with the owner since they opened the restaurant and she had wonderful things to say about both of them. She really did. Yeah. She said that Amy, you know, always had this love of cooking. And when they first opened it up, it wasn't what she wanted it to be. And they made it into this Mm -hmm. home style. um, Right. Restaurant and the gentleman, I I forget his name, but he's been a vegan for quite a few years and he has the interest in the drinks and perfects them. And you, you know, they had vegan options there too. So Mm -hmm. everything was incorporated into their menu. So yeah, the service was excellent and um, it wasn't, it wasn't ever awkward, it wasn't ever rushed. It, it no. was pleasant from beginning to end. And considering it, nothing was rushed or, like, quick-seeming, everything came out so fast and prompt, but she was so warm that it, you didn't really notice that. I actually thought she was going to sit down at the table with us at one time. I wouldn't have cared. Right. I'd be like, cool, like, hey, like, do you smoke cigarettes? You want to go outside and just, like, talk for a while? Like, I'll hang out with you. Like, you're cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, I got that, too. <laughs> then we move on to presentation. Presentation, stunning, beautiful, um, simple almost, which I liked. Um, it, nothing seemed like anyone was trying too hard to make anything pretty, and things just fell into place beautifully on their own. Um, I liked the fact that everything was different. Um, like, like you said earlier, if the, there was a table next to me that also got like the blue crab ravioli, their plate would have looked completely different than mine. And I like that that personal touch to yeah. it. I think that's awesome. So I don't, I'm giving them a five for presentation. I, and I agree with you. I don't think every restaurant could pull the different off every time. Sure. This restaurant can pull that off and pull that off well. Yes. For presentation, I give them a four. Okay. Everything was nicely plated. The falafel and hummus appetizer was so full of color. It was so visually appealing. You know what it almost reminds me of? What's that? Our Tasty 219 logo. Okay. It kind of had those different colors. Colorful food plated in a circle. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that just came to me. My, My... minuses or what I deducted points for, or I just deducted one point, but that carafe looked dirty to me and I couldn't get it out of my head. And I got to thinking about it. It could have been a water spot. It could have been smudges or something, but I, I, I didn't care for that. And I'm not really sure what happened to the pecan pie with no crust and it fell apart all over the plate. So I gave them a four for presentation. I won't take any points away from the pecan pie falling apart because it was so delicious. And I almost want to give them bonus points for even dealing with carafes because it's such a nightmare. Yeah. Well, this, this score is for presentation, not taste. So fair, fair. That's, that's where I gave them a four. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So then so we go, that's, um, we're at 
four categories currently? Right. Okay. The biggie, the biggie is the quality and taste. And um, for quality and taste, I give them a nine. Okay. Everything was made fresh there, including the desserts. Everything was so good. Um, so, yeah, they get a nine for me. They get a 10 for me for quality and taste. The food was delicious. Uh, Quality-wise, I'm going with the fact that everything is made there with their own hands, their own heads. That's super impressive. You can go to a super fancy restaurant with, like, a world-renowned chef, and there's a good chance their desserts are made elsewhere. All right. We've we've seen that in previous episodes. There's a good chance that their sauces are made elsewhere. Yeah. Not here. It was very appreciated. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this experience from beginning so to this end. This is uh, seven episodes deep. This is my first perfect score. And my total points is 28. And when I divide that by six, they get a 4.7 from me. Uh, and uh, as I'm reflecting on this, I'm wondering, am I not as hard on restaurants as I thought I was and you thought I was? Or are there just that many good restaurants in the 219 and we're blessed. I think it's that. We live... It's it's a weird way to, to say this. I don't know if it's a weird way to say it. We live in an area that's... It can either be super, like, culturally heavy and not rural or rural, and it's a 10-minute difference. Like, you can go 10 minutes one direction and be in a super vibrant, populated area with a ton of culture and different places to eat. Or you can go south a little bit and be around literally nothing, and a guy with no teeth and a shotgun is going to be sitting on his porch. Like, there's a bunch of different kind of options for this. Um, I think we're just really lucky to live in a really colorful, eclectic area where we have a bunch of options for good food. And I don't think you're not hard enough on anything because I've heard you talk about a bunch of restaurants and you can be <laughs> super opinionated and pretty brash sometimes to like points where I'm like, that's not called for. Are you kidding me? Don't say that. And I don't I don't think I'm being overly nice with any of the scores that I've given. I legitimately did give them an, a perfect score, but I don't feel like I'm being overly nice because I actually meant it. I was really impressed with every single aspect of it. Yeah. So, yeah, we're blessed here in Northwest Indiana. I have these wonderful um, establishments. Please go out and visit them. Um, you know, they're they're working hard trying to make a living, and um, you have the choice on where to spend your hard-earned dollars, and I hope that we here at Tasty 219 can give you some insights. And We know you won't always agree with us, and we won't always agree with you, but... Um, yeah, my sister for the first time listened to one of our podcasts this afternoon, and she's excited. She's going to to the restaurant that we reviewed, and she's looking forward to seeing where. That's her- awesome. <coughs> so if you me. go to one of these restaurants we talk about, you don't have to tell the people there that you heard about it from us. I mean, you can't. It's not going to do anything for us either way. It doesn't matter. But it's it's cool to know that someone has heard this show and but like, you know what? I want to go to that place. Yeah. We are lucky enough to live in an area where there's so much small business that has such creative, cool food and drinks for you to consume. 
we need to support those places. Like if you're if it's a Sunday night and you're at home and you're hungry, don't go to Chipotle. Like the McDonald's doesn't need your money. Go to the small place that eggs really, really trying and putting a lot of effort and heart into their products and go take care of them instead. Right. And you and you can find ways to make that economical too. Uh, do like we do, share with with your friend, you know. Try different things. You could hit up one of your friends you haven't talked to in a while. Like, hey, you want to go have dinner? They're probably going to be excited about it. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing more special than going and sharing a meal with someone that you can have a good conversation with. It's a special thing to do. So find someone you like. Go to a small business. Support them. Support your friends. Uplift your friends. Be a nice person. Yeah, exactly. I ditto that remarks. And we appreciate that. Like I said, this is our seventh episode. We've appreciated being at all seven establishments. Um, Definitely. If there are good points and bad points, we've enjoyed them all and having to talk about it with our friends and our friends giving us feedback and even people we've met along the way giving us feedback. It's been great. One last closing point on Ivy's Bohemia House. I, I need to mention um, on Sundays they have a Bloody Mary bar. Yeah, and, and I I heard about this Bloody Mary bar from you, and we went on a Saturday, and like, they have this Bloody Mary bar, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get the craziest Bloody Mary you can think of. And on the way there, you're like, oh, by the way, it's on Sunday. And I'm like, oh, yeah, man. I felt bad about that. But they <laughs> have this so really all week for that. <laughs> this really cute coffee cart, and it's filled with all types of uh, um, decorations that you can put on your Bloody Mary and enjoy that. So, like I said, um, now now that I sprung on Larry what we're going to do for the next two episodes, I'm excited yeah. to share with you my favorite restaurant, and I'm looking forward to seeing what Larry picks now that he has to pick a restaurant in I the 219. I know what it is, and I almost kind of want to say it right now. Well, don't. No, I don't think. I think that'll ruin it. Okay, well, I know what my favorite restaurant in the 219 is. Um Without giving anything away, it's uh, a place that's very special and important to me. Um, I guess that's as far as I'll go with that. <laughs> um, the people that work there have been very good to me. I have a lot of really, really good personal friends who work and run this place. And, uh, yeah, there's a good chance someone who runs this place also might be on that episode with us as well. Okay. Anyway. So it might not be a, a, a regular review type. Oh, no, it episode. will be. I'm just going to sit here and be like, here. Listen to me talk about the stuff that you do. <laughs> you can't chime in. You just have to be here as I talk about your livelihood to your face. <laughs> and then we're going to continue to try to get in as many of the lemon rice soups that you guys have suggested to yes. us. Um, We've had a lot, um, almost 10 at this point, and it's, it's what's the date today? Today's the 12th. I mean, it's been roughly about on average a one ball a day um so we've got you know we're not even halfway through the month yet we still got a lot to go right so um if you got a place let us know we still got a lot on the list to cover but uh i'm looking forward to it until next time this is tasty 219 take her easy y'all